0: Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You are not your condition. You're not your addiction. You're not any part of your brokenness. He makes people whole. (laughs) He made you whole. Oh, Jesus. All right wow 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 well you know that's the thing is why is it so important that jesus always led with healing because then people would realize he had something they didn't they would realize that what he was about to talk about was of power right the kingdom of god is not a matter of talk but of power and therefore when they see the power come then they 're willing to listen, because here 's the deal: if he can heal a knee, he can heal your addiction. if he can heal your your back, if he can heal your your he can heal your mind, he can heal your heart, he can heal everything that 's broken. and so he then has the authority to speak to sin. Is my mic turned on i don 't know is it Hello i don't know. I can hear me. <laughs> I hear lots of things inside my head. All right. So, what I want to talk about with that, though, is this whole issue of Masha said it last week it is cruel of me to point out sin in the life of another if I do not have the power of God available for dealing with it. Right? Yeah. Right? I mean, is it, is it, is it, it's rude. It's rude to point out someone's physical condition if you don't have the power to heal. And so Jesus, Paul has been talking, we've been going through 1 Corinthians and Paul is talking to a body that has been putting up with some broken sinful behaviors because they've forgotten the God who is the answer to them. Anybody here? Anybody have a phantom? Wow, this is getting awkward. Um, anybody go to a family reunion and there, and you know there's going to be that person with that problem, and we've just been putting up with for years, right? You just put a fence around it, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, just don't let anybody around Larry after nine o'clock, <laughs> right? No, we build fences to to contain the mess because we don't have an answer for the mess. And we were just talking last week, we were talking about, he's, he's saying, listen, particularly the issue here was sexual brokenness. And what happens is, we, you are not what has been done to you, and you are not what you've done yourselves. I love this great line I, I heard uh, from uh, 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 Chris Fallaton who was talking about his son. His son uh, came to him and said, hey, dad, I'm gay. He was 15. He goes, he was shaving at the time, and he goes, huh, why do you think that? He said, well, my friend and I, we uh, participated in a homosexual act. Uh huh, so why do you think you're gay? Well, I liked it. Uh huh. He said, son, if doing it wrong felt good, just imagine how good it's gonna feel when you do it right. See, just because something feels good doesn't mean you're doing it right. Anybody had eaten food and it felt felt so, so good until it didn't feel so, so good? It didn't make the food bad or good. It was just you're doing it wrong. You ate too much. And, or anybody done this? You eat a hot curry and then drink lots of water and then the rice expands and then you want to die. Right? Just because you did it wrong doesn't mean it's... Listen, God created sexuality so that we would recognize we have a desperate need to be known by others, a need for touch, and we've made it that everything we're going to get be known, be seen, be loved, and touched all in one act. And that's not what God designed sexuality for. God designed sexuality so that we, that would be once we have been known, seen, touched, we have been, we have truly been known to the other part, then we would engage in sexuality, and it would be wonderful, and it would be safe in the covenant of marriage. Man, uh, uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. I can't talk about that. We talked about that at men's night. What happens at men's night stays at men's night. No, and, and so what's happened is... They have some people who are, the, and so he's been speaking to this whole issue. And uh, we talked about last week that religion is obsessed with what you cannot do, right? It's a long list of don'ts, right? Don'ts or shoulds. Uh, don't or should or must. And anybody know someone who's kept all the rules? And is grumpier than anything in the world right doesn't it make you grumpy when you're obsessed with what you cannot do you're you're obsessed with what you have to do and the religion at its very best can guarantee that you do nothing you know how not to sin just die already yeah you won't sin anymore we did i remember as a young as a, i remember as a kid When I I was told, heaven's amazing, heaven's amazing, heaven's amazing. And I didn't particularly care for my life. I wasn't depressed. I just didn't care for my life. When you're five years old, you can't do anything. Anything fun. They're always like, wait until you're older. So you know what I thought? I was like, I started to pray, God, take me to heaven now. (laughs) I wanted my life to end before it had begun because I thought that only in heaven, Would I really begin to live and have good life? But we, Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Step in. We inherit eternal life. We step into heaven. And see, the thing about it is, is God is love. God is love. And so in heaven is love. And when we step into the kingdom, we step into love. Love, love, the whole thing. It's not about what you can't, shouldn't, must do. It's about love. But love is not what we've been told love is. Love is not about getting my needs met. It's not about being liked. It's not about being accepted. It's so much more than that. Love is about the union Masha was talking about. You have been made one with he who is love. Love is the power of God. When we talk about grace, we're not talking about freedom to sin. We're talking freedom from sin. Love is the power of God that allows me to not have to meet my own needs. Not have to manipulate, dominate, and control you. Not have to do all these things. Love is the power of God. And so if you've got Bibles, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 12 is where we're starting. Well, well I will say this. Starting in verse 11, he says, "'You were washed, you were sanctified, "'you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ "'by the Spirit of God.'" And so, verse 12, I have the right to do anything. So, have anybody known somebody who who they got saved and therefore they thought they had the right to do anything? Yeah? Like, I'm not, when I'm coming to God, I'm not trying to figure out what I can get away with. Right? And this is what he's saying. He said, I have the right to do anything. Do you have the right to do anything? I guess technically. Technically. I mean, there's a few things I can think of you wouldn't be able to do for very long before you'd be put in prison. <laughs> but no, I mean, technically, could you do? Yes. He said, but Jesus didn't save you so that you could do anything. He said, but you, but not everything is beneficial. Question, can you put anything in a gas tank? No. That, well, not, not anything because not everything will fit. But for instance, I could pour sugar into a gas tank. Any of my mechanics know what happens to your, uh, your block? <laughs> when you're, It melts your block. Your car will not run. I can put sugar in a gas tank, but it's not beneficial. See, God designed us in such a way that things are, food is good, right? Until it's not. He said, I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. Addicted. You say food for the stomach and the stomach for food and God will destroy them both. So part of what he's speaking to is there's other people who've gone to the other extreme of asceticism where I'm not going to do anything, right? I'm just going to live in the don't world. I'm not going to do anything bad. Never, 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 never. And he's like, no, no. He said food is good. Sexuality is good. However, 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 when it's used in a way God never intended, it's, it ends up killing you. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. I'm going to say something. Do you know what I've discovered? I have met very few people in this life. Honestly, I don't know that I have met someone whose first encounter with sexuality was positive, as God designed. Every person. And one of the hard things for a lot of people in marriage is a lot of people in marriage still think sexuality is bad on a deep level. They don't realize because they've all made it about me. Me, 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 me. God did not give us sexuality for me, but for me to love another person, to serve another person, to care for another person. But when I make it about me, it gets weird, it gets creepy, it gets nasty. Anybody found that to be true? Blink twice. Anybody explored the nastiness? You're like, yes it does! You can take good, wonderful marriage, uh, 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 sex within a marriage and make it nasty. Because it's all about me. Now, if you're single and you're like going, well, then why the heck are we talking about sex if I'm not allowed to have any? That's a little bit rude. I want to submit to you that what I said before is we have made sex the one, our society is obsessed with sex. Have you looked at the ads lately? <laughs> it's all about sex. Like, I don't even know what some of those things have to do with sex, but they're all about sex, you know? Bubblegum sex. They're like, well, okay, so. Here's the deal. Within sexuality, we've made it a one-stop shop for, like I said, physical touch. Do you know if you do not get physical touch, you will die? The, unfortunately, the Nazis did experiments to that effect. Children who were not touched died. Without touch, physical touch, um, intimacy. I love the, uh, the definition of intimacy. Into me, you see. We are not meant to live without other people being able to see into us. You know why? I can't know who I am apart from you. Who here here lost sight of who you are during COVID, all by yourself? (laughs) And you came out to society, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm me again!" Right? Intimacy. We are. If you God play the the Holy Trinity is relationship. We are God looked at Adam and goes, He's perfect, but he's messed up because he doesn't have relationship. And so the same thing: intimacy, touch, intimacy, pleasure. You know, you, you know what the name Eden means? The garden God put all of humanity in? Pleasure. Pleasure is God's idea. Who grew up in a Christianity where pleasure was a bad word? Listen. If you don't get pleasure, you're going to get pleasure. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, one way or another, you're going to get it. It might be weird. It might be creepy. It might be some weird hobby, some weird something. But you can't. We are meant to have pleasure. How do I know? Because God made food yummy. You know, God could have made it that we were solar-powered. We just walk around. But he goes, mmm, I'm going to make it mm. And God goes, and on the eighth day, let there be pizza. Like he made food yummy. He made sex wonderful. He made friendship. Who here likes hugs? Yes. That goes with the touch and pleasure. That's why it's so, why do you think we are such huggers? Because you are meant to be loved. You're meant to be touched. You're meant to experience pleasure. You're meant to. And if you don't get those, guess what? You will get them. Anybody here uh, fasted? Yeah? Uh, against your will, maybe, like for a you know colonoscopy or something. Um, fasting, you never discover how hungry you are till you fast, right? Like, it's really funny. I, I remember I went through a period of time I was fasting all the time, and it never food was never on my radar until the moment I started to fast. At that point, that's all I thought about. I'm like, I should have a snack. I just ate a snack three minutes ago. But I started my fast, so I should have a snack. We, if you, we, God gives us hunger for good things. And he longs to fill our hunger with those things. But the reality is we have made the actual sexual act the one-stop shop for all of these. As men, as men, who here as a man was taught not to feel? Yeah, feeling is bad. Oh, even as a woman, right? Feeling means I'm vulnerable, and I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to feel anymore. I'm shutting it down. I'm not going to feel. And so guess what? Men, as men, we've been told that's the one place you're going to get, you're going to get all your needs met. And that's why when a man has been denied all of these things, and he comes towards a woman, she sees that ravenous look in his eyes. She runs the other direction. <laughs> Guys, we are meant to have healthy touch, healthy intimacy, healthy pleasure, and, but our society has said, mm-mm, you can't have all those. You have to have them all in sex. And that's why sex gets so weird. You can tell I like talking about sex. Do you know why? Because it's the biggest area of brokenness that nobody talks about it. I want you to know that many, as I mentioned, almost everybody I know, if not everybody I know, their first encounter with sexuality was bad. You had to sneak something. You were shown something. Something was done to you that was never meant to be done. Sexuality becomes about taking. And I just want to tell you right now, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's about love. It's about service. It's about loving one another, and that's why, you know, it's not even even with touch. anybody here anybody here had um, a overly long hug that you felt the sucking sound? You know what I'm talking about? You're like, (laughs) like the octopus. You're like, right? It's the same thing. We're not meant. Sexuality is not about taking, but when it's used wrong, it will kill you. It will kill you. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Uh, it said, the the sexual, uh, the body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but it's for the Lord and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord, the, uh, the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. What is he meaning? He's meaning God empowers us to have freedom from sin and freedom to righteous living. The life where our needs are being met in the ways he designed them. And part of those needs are only going to be met from God. Only met from God. He says this, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? That was a big problem in their church. Never. Never. Anybody notice that when you have, if you've been sexually intimate with someone, you give a piece of your heart? Anybody found that to be true? You, a part of your person? That's why divorce is so violent. It's ripping apart two people. But do you know that actually also happens in friendship? Anybody had a friendship violated? Yeah. Do you feel like part of you leaves? part of you disappears, a part of you goes away, yes, 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 he's simply saying, he goes, listen, they're thinking they can have meaningless sex, and there is no such thing as meaningless sex, do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body, for it said the two will become one flesh, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. So flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know? I mean, I I think that's part of where STDs come in. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you and whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price; therefore, honor God with your bodies.
1: So we've been talking about this, right? I feel like um, sin is not primarily moral failure. Sin starts with us forgetting who we are. Come on, right? As if I start realizing who I truly am that the Spirit of God lives on the inside of me, that I'm united with Him, right? That I'm one with Christ, that I lack nothing, that there is no separation, that there is provision literally flowing through me. Yeah. I start living out of this place, right? Where there is no lack, where there is more than enough. But if, I'm, if I am in this mindset that I'm not holy, that I'm not righteous, that I'm a sinner, that I'm still fixing myself up, then I will live here where I will do stuff that's out of my identity. Does that make sense? What if I start believing about myself, that it's not my portion, right? That sin is not my portion, that it's something out of norm for me. It all starts here, right? It starts with identity. It starts with realizing who we are, right? And then it starts manifesting in our actions. If we just try to fix our actions and hold ourselves together, it's not gonna work. We have to start um, repenting from the lies, right? First, any lie of separation, any lie of lack, any lie that I have to feel myself, any lie that I have to protect myself, right? Our self always wants to self-protect and self-promote, right? The love of Christ is sacrificial, is self-giving. It's more than enough, but it starts with identity. That's what, that's, I feel like that's what Paul is going after. Like, he's like, you are the temple. Like, forget about all this, like, sexual immorality, yes, but the answer to it is that you are a temple of God, Right? It's not just like, you know, stop doing what you're doing. Yes, stop doing what you're doing. But the, the reason why you stop what you're doing is because you are temple of the Holy Spirit. If your mind is not blown with that, like what will blow our minds, right? Like Solomon, when he built the physical temple, it was the most expensive, like glorious structure that ever existed. And that was the temple, Right? So basically, you are like the most valuable, expensive, incredible thing, right? Incredible being. (laughs) If you are the temple.
0: Because Jesus gave his life for you, (laughs) bought with a price. Not so that God could possess you, but so that you could have relationship with him. If you have God on the inside, what do you lack? It's the very power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That's why we're talking about healing. That's why I keep bending my knee. It's enjoyable.
1: And I want to say that, like, we are, I mean, I feel like I'm constantly, like, we have not arrived at the full understanding of it. Like, I don't want you to sit there and, like, well, I don't get it yet. Like, I don't get, like, 5% of it. Like, right? I'm pressing in hardcore because I know that in that revelation of my identity, in that revelation of what he has done on the cross, of what you know, of what has happened, that I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. Like, there is every other answer. And I feel like, like there's an invitation for us to, like, to step into more of that. Come on. Come on. And that who I mean, we, I've talked, this is the third Sunday I'm going to mention. I want us to be a culture where we're not looking what we can get away with. Like, how far down the line we can go you know, to, to toy with sin, to play with it, to, to do whatever, right? Because I've, I've heard those conversations. Well, how, how, far, how far can you go in that sin? Well, let's not talk about that. I feel like let's talk about, like, how far can we go in our destiny? Like, how far we can go in, in those things that he has made us for rather than how far we can go in sin,
0: Well, you know, the thing about it is, is that sin, so the devil, most of what the devil does is he simply switches signs. He he makes it, he's the one who gives pleasure and that God's holding out, right? That's what he said in the garden. He said, God's holding out on you, Eve. You should grab that apple while you got a chance. The same thing is, but God actually gives pleasure and adds no sorrow to it. He brings a blessing and adds no sorrow to it. God brings pleasure, but the reality is is that like for instance uh with sexuality when i make it about i have to meet my needs i have to take i have to meet but he meets all my needs according to his riches and glory so i have more than enough to give away i can actually spend my time protecting you and caring for you rather than trying to meet my own needs i if i have god on the inside then i have more than enough love i have more than enough life god what do you want to do how do you want to do in this situation I'm not leaning on my own understanding. Anybody lacks wisdom, right? Every single sin starts with this idea, I have to do it myself. Sin is self-effort. Righteousness is God effort flowing through me. The power of God to do the will of God. But that's why he says, he says, guys, as whatever it is, he said a a man joins his his, his body to a prostitute, but he says, but you have the spirit inside. Way more than anything of, of any physical union. He said God's love, God's life, his spirit triumphs, trumps all of that. And so what I want to say is if right now you're realizing that maybe how much sin there is in your life, because sin isn't about morality, that's secondary. Sin is about self-effort, your own trying to meet your own needs at all costs. Protect yourself, feed yourself yourself. Uh, promote yourself, get your stuff, whatever it is, guys, I've got great news for you. Because God didn't just come and die on a cross so we could be free from sin, but from the effects of sin. He wants to heal you. There's some people in the room right now, you have an STD and nobody knows it, and God wants to heal you right now. He wants to heal you. Some of you were traumatized with childhood sexual abuse. And God wants to heal your heart right now. You've never told a soul. That's why John talks about confess our sins, what we've been doing in our own effort to one another so that we might be healed. So God has a better way, not so that we may be beaten or, or, or stoned, but rather that we would recognize that's not who you are. You are not the, 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 the sexual abuse that happened to you. You are not... The, the uh you are not what you did to yourself you are not what was taken from you you are more God can restore to you everything that was stolen from you
1: and I feel like I feel or like what happened away. with the knees and with the healing is just the, a physical picture of what he wants to do on the inside I just know that so many so many of us have gone through stuff yep. that was really intense and was really wrong and it, it happened to us outside of our control and outside of our choice. And, and you I just, were told
0: um, that you were bad as a result. And that's not true.
1: And I just want to lead us. Just let's all just close our eyes. And just um, just in repentance and forgiveness, there is freedom. There is wholeness. Um, I just want you to just, for those whose stuff has been done to, I just want you to say, Jesus, I forgive them. What they have done, how they stole my innocence. Yes. Um, It it relates to uh, being shown stuff you were not supposed to see, being exposed to material, being exposed to stuff. Um, Just forgive them and just say, Jesus, I repent.
0: Jesus, I repent.
1: Um, For partnering with that, for opening that door
0: agreeing that it has made me who I am. Mm-hmm.
1: And Jesus, I just repent for believing the lie that I'm somehow bad or dirty as I a repent, result of I that. I repent
0: for believing the lie that I'm therefore somehow bad or dirty.
1: And Jesus, I just ask you to show me the truth right now.
0: Jesus, I just ask you to show me the truth right now.
1: Jesus, what do you say about me?
0: Jesus, what do you say about me? Mm-hmm. And I
1: feel like if it's better than what you could think of yourself, if it's pure and lovely and beautiful, it's Jesus speaking to you. My
0: pure one, Mm -hmm. my beloved, my bride, my precious one. Jesus, Jesus, I thank you that you gave us sexuality as a gift and you you want to restore it to its... This is crazy, but I've heard testimonies of people whose virginity was restored to them physically and emotionally. I just declare you are not damaged goods in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask right now that you would bring physical and emotional restoration to all of us who have used sexuality in a way that was never intended or was used on us. Lord, I ask right now for a supernatural, the the way you've healed bodies, you heal the jaw, you heal the knee, the way you healed uh, backs, you here right now healing hearts and healing minds and healing bodies.
1: Um, I commend spirit of perversion out of people right now in Jesus' name.
0: yes, yes.
1: Just in Jesus' name. Any addiction, any sexual addiction is broken right now. Perversion out of people right now in Jesus' 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 name.
0: name. In Jesus' name. Jesus name, you are not what you looked at. Some of you have looked at some things, and they horrified you, and yet they brought some sort of titillation or, or some f- sort of pleasure, and you thought, "Oh my gosh, that means that's me. I'm that sicko." You're not. You're not. Just break You're it not. off of I you, Just, break Jesus, that just off forgive you. That's a lie. yourself yeah.
1: for anything that you have partnered with, anything you have allowed. Just ask, for, uh, just repent, and then forgive yourself. And just say, Jesus, I just ask you just to restore. Restore me.
0: Yes. 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 Make yes. me whole. Yes. 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 You are not what has been done to you. Jesus. Particularly there are there are those in the in here. You have been abused by people who, either pastors or a father or a spiritual leader, and the church either covered it up or didn't see it happening, didn't recognize it, didn't call it out. And so right now, I want to say in the name of churches and pastors and fathers, forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. us. For your sake, forgive us. Forgive us. This is never God's intent. They were not the image of God in this play. And God wants to restore your ability to trust him that he is a loving father. He is a safe uh, pastor. He is a safe and loving father. In Jesus'
1: name. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come and just pour out your healing right now on every heart. Pour out your healing right now in every heart. Thank you, Jesus, that you're restoring people. Yes. That yes. you're breaking off just lie Come on. of brokenness, of dirtiness, of yes. unworthiness. Yes. Oh, Jesus. That you're just breaking it off right now in Jesus' name. You're just breaking it off right now in Jesus' name. It's just going, it's leaving. Just And whatever demonic has attached to that, we just command it to go right now in Jesus' name. Just no more torment in Jesus' name. No more torment in Jesus' name.
0: Uh, I feel like so many of uh, intimacy has been the most terrifying word because it speaks to vulnerability and vulnerability being used against you. And for many, you've been afraid to allow anyone to truly see into you because you are afraid of what they would see, that they would agree you are what has been done to you. You are the things you've done, and you're not. So, Lord, I ask right now that you would show each person in here right now someone with whom they can share, they can share, they can confess and be restored. That's the role. When someone's confessing to us, we're restoring them to who God says they are. You say this, but I tell you, you are whole. You are righteous. You are pure. You are. And Lord, uh, for those of us who have uh, broken things that have resulted, Lord, show us, give us wisdom to know the path for restoration, to set things right, to clean up mess. Mm -mm -mm. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Wow. That was uh that <laughs> if was the worship intense, team can yes. come up.
1: I think we need yes. some worship yes. and just um just go, just continue to stay in this place of what Holy Spirit is doing. I feel like there's deep work, there's deep healing that's happening in hearts right now. Some of you have just um stuff got opened up and you will need to sit down with someone as Peter was saying and talk stuff through and pray stuff through. Um Uh, But just allow Holy Spirit to just do what he's doing. Do not check out of the process. Let's all stand.
0: For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.